the school part was cool like fine whatever but the people i've met and like have stayed connected to even the ones i haven't just like seeing the things people are doing yeah. completely like unmatched i think i always tell people about the first time i met boots durango oh yeah <laughs> and how i think uscg owes boots a, a special medal yeah for what he did at uscg these mugs is on the moon <laughs> I know you heard Whitey on the moon. Whitey's on the moon. Gil Scott here. Yeah, we could chop it up about about life forever, but I do want to make sure that um, we hit the the meat of this. Yeah, we got Yonder. We got Yonder. Man, Man. talk to me about Yonder. Yeah, so Yonder is much like the things we've just discussed. Right? Way down deep inside of me. Get paid a pretty penny for my thoughts. I'm hard away with grandma. What's going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of the Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast, where we discuss topics that impact black and or millennial communities while having a good drink. Um, per usual, I'm going to kick it off with the drink of the day. I've got uh, a lot of y'all have probably heard of Stella Rosa, um, real popular, dope, dope wine. Um, I actually was gifted two bottles of Stella Rosa Golden Honey Peach. Shout out to my father-in-law, Dwight. Shout out. He has a pretty extensive um, taste for wine. And so he grabbed this, and I liked the first bottle, and so he just tossed me another one yesterday when I swung by his house. And, I, you know, I got, I got my boy Quay here with me, so <laughs> I said, let's let's go ahead and crack this thing. Yeah, He's yeah, had yeah. Stella Rosa. Um, this is my second time having it. The first time I had it, I, I don't really like a lot of sweet wines, as you all know, but um, this one is pretty fire so yeah. it's honey peach right honey peach i'll let you pour for it pour okay. your own, man. okay do it like we did in college you pour, pour your own figure out how you want to move today <laughs> i like the you know what i'm saying oh yeah the sound is, is perfect it's beautiful yeah stella rosa man i love the the flavor profile and then like the little spritz, spritz mm -hmm. in the second mm -hmm. too that's i think that's what i like the most yeah. it's the i like fizzy drinks yeah personally so um, this is a, a great bottle. It's kind of hard to find, but if you do find it, folks, I say, you know, grab a bottle, toss it in the, um, the fridge for a few hours, and it's a great Sunday afternoon just chilling on a patio drink or hanging with the folks. Uh, maybe, you know, girls' night, guys' night, however you want to move. So cheers, man. Cheers, my guy. I appreciate you. So, Quay. That's fantastic. Yeah, right, right? <laughs> That's I like fantastic. the regular Stella Rosa, but this one. No, this is, this is solid. That's good. Refreshing. Yeah. I think that, you know, it would, make, it would do very well with, like, maybe a nice white liquor. Mm -hmm. And then, like, mm -hmm. you have a nice little cocktail, brunch cocktail yep. or something. Yep. I like that. I might have to try that sometime. I might have to pick, try to find that first. Yeah. And then I'll see if I can get invite you over, see if we can do a, yeah. a little brunch situation. That would be dope. Yes, sir. We were just, have you seen the stuff, uh, Greensboro just had a, what was it, Dinner in Blanc? Yes. Desiree and I were just talking about that. We're like, mm -hmm. yeah, it would be cool to do a small version of that with you know a small group mm -hmm. of friends in the backyard. So I mean, that would be get like it's pretty bottles. fire. It, it is just a bunch I, the of black concept folks of it is stuff. dope. Like just, yeah, I think it's like real exclusive, so yeah. you don't know if you're gonna go. And I, it's very very. Yeah. My cousin um, actually helped coordinate the last one in Raleigh. Mm. She's like into events and stuff, so she was partnered. She partnered with someone. Uh, that's a big uh, events person in in Raleigh, and they hosted 
Said it was a dope experience. Yeah, that's what's up. Durham, yeah. Durham's got to do something like that. It's, it's Durham. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Um, so, I have had the privilege of knowing... I knew of you before I knew you. Mm. Um, hmm. Trying to think. You got to, you got to undergrad in 2000... Nine. 2009. 2009. Yep. 2009. Um, so, that year I was a first semester first year senior <laughs> oh really <laughs> five years in 2009 in 2009 huh in fall of 2009 yeah i had uh because let's see fall 08 i crossed and i was a junior mm-hmm. so fall 09 yeah that was my first i had senior. no idea yeah you were a senior yeah until like just now yeah so <laughs> that's why i did, I did, I did a five-year plan yeah 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 um but yeah it was uh so that's when hmm. that's when i saw you on the yard mm-hmm. and then I think that next semester, so 2010, like I, I started to, to meet you a little bit. I think that was when Black Student Union had yep. started that year, yep. and you were a part of that. It was founded by Desiree and some of her friends, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a, a really great organization. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, this, this dude is he's, he's trying to get active. He's on the yard. He's obviously already already aware that he wants to be active in the black community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like. <laughs> You know, because because everybody doesn't, right? There, there mm-hmm. are folks who come to undergrad, and they're you know they come to a PWI, yep. which UNCG is not anymore. Anymore? It is now a minority serving institution. Minority serving. Because it has more minorities than white people. Now. Hmm. Wow, that's good. Yeah, it, it, I'm, it I'm excited to hear that. It, it is. Um, I think a big part of that. I mean, it's been it's been in a diverse place. Yeah. And with the history of Greensboro, it's going to be that. But the fact that they now have that. Um, they're, they're identified as that mm-hmm. I think you know pushes it further and I think it's it's more representative of what our institution should be like yeah I agree interestingly I don't even really remember how I ended up at UNCG it was more like a last minute like I had some options I was going to go to Howard yeah I could and see then that. my dad was like no, I think that morning we were supposed to go on the, the campus tour. I just woke up and I like felt really anxious. And I was just like, I don't want to go. Yeah. And my parents were like, you don't want to go. <laughs> this is Howard. Yeah, like it's Howard. But I didn't I didn't know any of that, you know, because I'm from like a real small town. Like I don't know. I had only ever been to A&T mm-hmm. in my life. Aggie Pride. So, um, yeah, when I got to UNCG, that was where I met like so many people in my like world kind of expanded because I didn't know there were so many different types of black people. Yeah. There were like black people from faraway places, well-off families. Like I'm just making sense of all this stuff. And I think that's what ended up happening with BSU, like NAACP. I was like, hmm, it's different here. So yeah, let, let's talk about that, right? Let, let's backtrack. So mm-hmm. from a small town. Very small Where? town. Pantego, North Carolina. So, <laughs> don't even, Pantego. P-A-N-T-E-G-O. Um, but it's, yeah, about 170 people as of 2016. Mm. Uh, so it's a tiny town. What county is uh, it in? Beaufort County. Okay, okay. Yeah. I can I, I can tell you where Beaufort is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Beaufort County. So like Little Washington, yep. that area. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm from. Dirt Road up until like 2008. So I'm, I'm from the sticks yep. for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um. So came from Pantego, mm-hmm. went to UNCG, yep. got active. What were you active in on campus? Hmm. So let me think. BSU, yep. NAACP, 
those are the main two joining Mega Sci Fi in 2012 yeah. through 13, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Hyphen. That, that um, so, those are the three main uh, things I did during my time at UNCG. I was involved in like some poetry here and there. I was also like performing around Greensboro from like 2010 until I left Greensboro in 2018. Um, so a bunch of internal, external things. You know, I um, one thing I do remember about you well, and while neither of our organizations recruit, mm-hmm. I was always like, yo, he would have been he would have been a cool ass outfit. <laughs> that's, that's a cold brother. But you know, I have a, I have a different relationship. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Than most of my, yeah. my brothers do. Um, yeah, that's a fact. You know, yeah, it started with for real. I was cool with I was cool with OC because. Yep. We played high school football against each other. I didn't know that. So he went to East Chapel Hill. I went to Chapel Hill. Mm. Um, so I knew mm. OC when I came into school. Yeah. And then I got real. Twan and I were mm-hmm. pledging at the same time. Yeah. And we were already like we had a lot of mutual friends, and so you know we would hit each other up like, "Yo, man, I'm ready to be down. I'm ready to be down." Yep. That, that was my boy. And so when he brought Fall Ten through, yep. I had a relationship with them through him, mm-hmm. and it just it just evolved to the point that like you know, and I went to um I went to high school. Let's see. Um, yeah, LB. Antonio Rufus. No. Rufus, thank you. You knew Rufus? Yeah, Rufus. Rufus went to Chapel Hill too. Yeah, he did. So yeah, so Rufus. Uh-huh. So I'm sure he's told you, but he had a friend who passed when they were yeah. in school. So yeah. Atlas, Atlas's grandma and great aunt used to watch me as a kid. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a small world. Bro. Wow. So yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, he never told me that. Yeah, I didn't so, know y'all knew each other. So that's yeah, dope. Rufus, man, that's man. that's my man. We uh, we, uh, yeah. So ADZ has a lot of good yeah. brothers, brothers who could have been brothers at Alpha Phi Alpha, but just <laughs> chose chose a you know we path. chose a different path. A different, you know, I, I don't say wrong path anymore. You know, there's the right path for everyone yeah. as long as you're trying to help the black community. That's true. Um, that's a fact, yeah. and that's what I think I appreciated most about you and others that I met uh, at G. It was like good connections, good relationships. Like it wasn't too much. Yeah. You know, all that yada yada. Yeah, it was a good time. It, it was, was a good time. There was one time that who got into it. We were in the cafe. It was the last semester of school, so 2011 for me. Mm-hmm. Adz and uh, Mi got into it in the cafeteria, <laughs> right? And so it was midnight. It was midnight brunch. Yeah, right? I, remember, I, I think my, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody was there. On the yeah, and they, they getting into it, and so. To get into it with some dudes, and I'm like, "Well, let's go then. What's up?" Right. And yeah, my, I remember my that. I was like, "Yo, yep. what are you doing?" <laughs> it's like this ain't, this <laughs> ain't even this ain't even a fight. It's like, nah, it is. Yeah, man. It is. So, uh, yeah, some some really good brothers. Um, yeah, man. I, I'm so glad we all matured. For sure, um, we've 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 grown. Yeah. Speaking of maturing, so mm-hmm. your 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 personal life, right? Yeah. What what, what, hmm. what has what blessings have come to you since since graduating? Since graduating blessings huh a lot of them mm-hmm. uh family yeah extended family yeah. my wife there we go I just has said been the biggest boom <laughs> the biggest blessing i uh yeah, no, man right. straight up so that's the pro- that's the main thing i think about you know and like her family my family they click yep. which is a blessing you know a lot of people don't have that story mm-hmm. <laughs> um her grandparents like treat me like I'm their grandson, you know? Uh, same with my family and her, friends and her, like they click, her friends and me, we click. So it's just been like good energy all around. And I think additionally, like the friends that I made in school, 
the ones that I still have relationships with are like real relationships yep. at this point. Like we're aging, like people having kids, like buying houses, doing things, starting businesses, all this kind of stuff. But like we're still, as we grow, we're not like growing separate yeah. or in different ways. It's more like we're growing together, which is kind of cool. It is, man. Um, the older we get, the more intentional we have to be with the relationships yep. we keep. Absolutely. Um, have to be. One of, one of uh, my closest friends is Justin Wiggins. Mm -hmm. Justin now lives <laughs> on the West Coast. All the way across the country. I, Man. We have not been able to see each other since his wedding. Hmm. But we talk at least once a month, if not twice. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I say that to say, like, you have to, even across time zones, like, valuable relationships have to be sought after. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and then also, you know, some people I don't talk to, but every six months, you know, yep. I haven't seen you in six months. Now, COVID probably is, or, like, we're both in Durham, mm -hmm. so probably a big reason that is the pandemic. But, you know, when, when we get together, it's always love. And that, that's yeah. that's what I appreciate because adult friendships are knowing that everybody has life going on. Yep. You got either marriages, <laughs> careers, yep. kids, uh, a bunch of all of those, or just personal issues yep. with family. Yep. So I think that... Um, uh, the UNCG black community mm -hmm. did a good job of sticking together. I agree. Um, I agree. That is one of the biggest things I appreciate about that. Like that out of my whole college experience, the people I met was yeah. like number one. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You can get an education. Yeah. Like the school part was cool. Like fine, whatever. Yeah. But the people I've met and like have stayed connected to, even the ones I haven't, just like seeing the things people are doing, yeah. completely like unmatched. And it, it, it is inspiration inspirational right because yep. you you remember i don't know if she was around she might have graduated earlier zim yeah zim was in my poli sci classes i used to like she used to sit right in front of me yeah all the time and i was always like interested in yeah. like her because she seemed like a really intelligent person but she yep. was like super quiet yep. never said things and i knew her now husband mm -hmm. we yeah. knew him too and i was just like i didn't put it together yeah. but yeah like hella inspirational it's yeah, amazing so I really, um, I love the success that has come out of UNCG, and not yep. just financial, but mm -hmm. like, you know, people who are doing uplifting things. Um, yep. Devin Smith is up in New York yep. really doing his advertising thing. Yep. Um, you know, I talk to, to Charles Jones every now and then, see yep. RJ in, in Texas living his dream. Doing like, his thing. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> doing his thing. It is, it is dope to see all of these people who come from a school that is not as well known as yep. a Carolina or a State or a Duke. Yep living lives that they are um, are commanding you know control of yeah absolutely I even think about like Corey yeah uh, oh yeah yeah like <laughs> it's just so many people that pop in my mind I even think I always tell people about the first time I met Boots Durango oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and how I think UNCG owes Boots a, a special medal yeah for what he did at UNCG Bruh. Like I could go on about that, but I'll leave that in, at the city. In Carolina, like he really, um, he really leveled up the game, and he yep. did it at a time that it wasn't popular. Yep. Right. So right, right now, somebody could come in and do what Boots does, and nobody turns ahead, and it, yep. it doesn't really raise eyebrows, mm -hmm. right? Because this is ten years later. Yeah. Um, over ten, but at the time when he came into G, like there, and I mean, G was already diverse. It was already mm -hmm. very liberal, very open. But America since then has yep. you know, ramped it up. Yeah, absolutely um, changed. Yep. And so when he came in, he was he was like, yo, I'm going to be me. Yep. And I'm going to do it unapologetically. And you are going to see me. I'm not going to, to yep. sit in the back. That was crazy. It was, yep. it was transformational. Not yep. crazy it in a bad was. way, but yeah. It was. Yeah, so UNCG definitely um, 
you know, opened my eyes to a lot of life and people and, and ways to be, yeah. you know, that was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. You a little man? Do I? Did you hear him just now? Oh, I thought you said, do I have one? I was saying, no, 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 I heard him. Yeah, heard man. Him. It's, it's, How old is he now? He is five months turning six months next week. Man. Even for, I know I'm supposed to be answering questions, no. but even for you, like how has fatherhood changed your view on the world? Um, has it changed it at all? Yeah. But it how? It makes dealing with some of the bullshit worth it. Hmm. And <laughs> That's it good. makes me That's want good. to put him in a position where he doesn't have to deal with the bullshit. Hmm. Um, hmm. So I was on full entrepreneur mode before, um, before he came around, mm -hmm. I had two contracts at the time. Um, was working on the third, mm -hmm. and um, and I knew he was on the way. But what I didn't realize is how much benefits would have been beneficial at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's born. We're at the hospital at Duke University, mm -hmm. um, and the day after he's born, I'm back working. Hmm. Now I'm in the hospital wow. still, but I'm on the computer. Yeah. Um, working on contracts because contracts yeah. are contracts and yeah. you don't get benefits and, and parental right. leave with contracts because of the way America is set up unfortunately that's true um, <laughs> that is a fact and so I said you know what I would like a little bit more stability in my mm -hmm. life and I would like it now mm -hmm. um, and so still have my my business still got a few contracts mm -hmm. I work on the on the side but I have the eight to five mm -hmm. that allows me to if I want to take two weeks off I can and I'm not worried about yep the, the fact that oh gosh you know am I going to be two weeks short on mm -hmm. something I have to pick up some extra yep. some extra contracts extra gigs yeah um, but it, yeah so so it, it changed that for me mm -hmm. additionally man, it makes me smile like, like there there are days and I love my wife mm -hmm. but as you know as a married man there are days where you're just bumping heads with your other and they're not going to make you smile that day that's true guess what there has not been a day in hmm. these five months that he's not making <laughs> me smile huh. um, and he is the only individual I can say that about since I've been an adult, that's real, um, huh? Like he, he hmm. every day for five months, he will wake me up early. I will be tired. <laughs> I will be not happy at the moment yeah. because it's like I got to get up and change a diaper. Yep. And then I'll lay him down to change his diaper, and he'll look up at me and just light up. Can't even be mad. It's like, all right, fine. You win. You win. All right. You're doing this now because if you tried, if you tried me changing your diaper at 14. While you were already being a jerk because you're a teenager with hormonal changes. Yep, yep. God, God knew what, what God was doing. What That's real. Doing. I, um, I try to stop to change my interchange things with mm -hmm. God. Like I try to use it a lot more. I think that mm -hmm. we're very binary. Mm -hmm. um, we're binary due to Western culture, mm -hmm. and I think that God, the Creator, is so far outside of our scope that a he and she doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't. Like, I think God takes on the form of whoever God chooses to take on at that mm -hmm. moment. I agree. Um, there are times that God is a he. There are times God is a she. There are times that God is the sunrise and it is mm -hmm. God is an it. Yep. And so, um, my, I feel that my my first pastor like, that I selected in adulthood taught me that, mm -hmm. and I really appreciated that that spiritual relationship. Because mm -hmm. I was like, yo, I've never heard this from a black southern preacher. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, man, what's what's his name? <laughs> like, hey, man, he, unfortunately, yeah, man, he like, married us, but he moved to uh, South Carolina. Hmm. Shout out to Byron Benton. Byron Benton. But yeah, he, he, yeah, I'll send you, I'll send you the link to some of like his, I still, we still watch his sermons. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, he, he used transformational in that mindset, like, yo, God is what God chooses to be. In mm -hmm. that yeah, and I think we attempt to, you know, so, sort of in the ways we make sense of 
people in our lives, we attempt to do that with spiritual things. And often I find that it just doesn't make sense. Like (laughs) there's so many things that don't make sense. And, but I don't think, I feel like because of the way our culture works, Mm -hmm. we have to be able to explain everything. And we can't accept things that we can't really explain or won't accept it. And then some of it we choose not to look at in a way that can be explained. For instance, mm-hmm. um, and I'll, I'll give the quick example that he gave that really changed the way I looked at the Bible. Mm-hmm. So we talked about Cain and Abel. It's like Cain killed Abel and that was the first time that a person killed another person. And, got, and, and Byron said, we, don't look, we look at them as fairy tales and not as human beings. Mm-hmm. He said, think mm-hmm. about it this way. He said, Cain killed Abel because Cain was born first. Abel got all the favor from God. Cain is in a house, born into a house where your dad's always mad at your mom because your mom introduced him to the first sin. <laughs> right. So they're arguing. Right. And then you're the child that's born out of that. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but now everybody prefers your little brother mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Who's the only person you have control over? Mm-hmm. Your little brother. Yep. He said, we look at biblical characters as if they weren't humans yep. with personalities yep. and real <laughs> lives and stories to tell. Yeah. He said, we look at only the black and white on the page, but there is a whole story around them and yep. you can you can conceptualize some of it outside of just what's on the black and white. Absolutely. And I said, hey, you know what? Adam probably was arguing with Eve every day. Like, you know, you got to be upset. Yeah. Right. B word, you gave me this fruit. <laughs> you got to be like, hot. Well, Negro, you didn't take it out my hands. Right. <laughs> you ain't tell me not to. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I mean, yeah, like, when, when he put it that way, I said, yeah. you know, I just need to start like, not, 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 you know, creating a whole fictitious story, but mm-hmm. try to understand the humanity of the people who are always seen as high and mighty in the Bible. Yep. Like, these people are supposed to be so far above humanity. Yep. No, they were humans. They were actually humans. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I, I dig that. And my, that makes my, my spirituality, spirituality grew leaps and bounds with him. Mm-hmm. Actually, we just went to Charleston. For, he's in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. We went there for Avery's first beach trip um, hmm. during Labor Day, and we got to see him and his three daughters. That's dope. That was, yeah, it was uh, very, very fun. Yeah. That's dope, man. So we could chop it up about about life forever, but I do want to make sure that um, we hit the the meat of this. Yeah, we got yonder. We got yonder, man. man. So talk to me about yonder. Yeah, so yonder is much like the things we've just discussed, right? So it's like I write it as a tribute to my great grandmother who passed away last year, um, who was essentially like my mother figure, and I n- didn't really think about it that way until my therapist helped me to think about it that way um because I could I couldn't really understand why I couldn't accept that she had passed away um but later realized it was because I wasn't grieving it as what it was mm-hmm. which was like losing your mom not just like your grandma right uh so I write it as a tribute to her but it talks about my own like spiritual and political like formation um, it goes through like past with being like some short stories, some funny shit I remember as a kid. Uh, and then it moves into like the present, which is my more like logical, intellectual thoughts and essays around like social things. Uh, and then the future is more like an abstract idea of what yonder might be. Because I remember like my grandma and them singing songs in mm-hmm. church about like going up yonder and all these other things. And I was always like, what, what are they talking about? Like they, <laughs> they talking about like some place like no, it, it sounded like heaven, but it wasn't quite heaven because it was like supposed to be special and like it was supposed to be fun and heaven didn't sound that fun. Yeah. So then it was like uh, trying to understand how they talked and like what they were saying. 
Um, so I kind of explored that in in those those pieces there. So I'm gonna go ahead, and I just saw a title. Okay, what that was really, it? Um, <laughs> Please really interest me. Please, yeah, we'll point it out, and I'll tell you a little bit about it. So it was here it goes. You got a few of them actually. Looks mm-hmm. like. Oh no! But, all right. So ATL in. Mm. Um, so I see. You know, you are. This this seems like it was inspired. Of course, it was inspired by Andre. Yeah. Like, did you pull inspiration from like a lot of your your uh, your like cultural influences or? Yes. How did, how did you get inspired to outside of your your grandmother? Yeah. Uh, so you know that I did music of for course. a long time. Yep. Uh, so I pulled together all the important things that mattered. So I did like with AT Aliens, that's about like this futuristic, it's a haiku, so it's like a very short poem. And you can kind of make out of it what you want. But it's basically saying in this yonder place, I have a spaceship and I am listening to a new Andre 3000 album, which we know nobody, we know is not coming. Right, <laughs> but, we can pray, but we know. But in me imagining yeah. what this like world might be like beyond like past and present crap, uh, that's one of the things I would hope for. Mm. Right, so I pulled together like music. There's some like gospel song kind of connections in there. There's some family conversations in there. Uh, a lot about like history and slavery. You know, that's the thing that's important. <laughs> I don't think we think about a lot, but I think about a lot. Uh, and then even just some like relational things around people that I meet and people I've met and friends I've had and all kinds of things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, much about life, much about culture, history and making sense of myself, really. How long did it take you to create it? Like, what was that process? Mm. I mean, I'm sure that, this, that there's not a real time frame. Yeah. So it took like it took like two years but I didn't know I was writing a book so I was like I jot things down a lot yeah. like a lot of ideas a lot of like notes like little short things that don't really have anything to do anything at the time uh, and then when I was I was like you know I'm gonna write a book and then I just started like finding stuff it was like notes I had put in the old journal that I found like under the bed or something wild like and I would read through it and it was like this is about the thing that I'm trying to write about. This is what I'm trying to say. So I would just pull that and like I organized it in a way that makes sense. Some of the, a lot of the stuff is like newer things that kind of just came to me. Um, but that's how I put things together. It's not like a organized process as much as it is like what have I already put out there that should be something that I didn't really think was anything at the time. That's good. That's good. Man, yeah. I'm very excited to, to read this, man. I, um, and actually, folks, just so you know, Quay gave me this copy, signed it. I That's really, right. really appreciate it, man. That's right. Um, Absolutely. I, I told him, I said, yo, I, I need a signed copy. I need to grab a signed copy. And so this I, I'm excited about. I will be um, giving away. I was going to do one, but now I got to do two. <laughs> do be, you? Uh, I was purchasing, you? <laughs> purchasing two copies for yeah. two uh, listeners. Hmm. So just real quickly to give you the rules for the for the contest, you got to be following at Narrow Podcast on Instagram uh, or Twitter, mm-hmm. if you're if that's your your medium of choice, um, you have to repost on your stories or on your Twitter timeline a cover of the book mm. and why you want to why you want to read this. Yeah, mm. that's it. That's it. So um, it can be one line, it can be one word, uh, 
but we'll be doing this. We'll be running this. Uh, we'll run this contest from. Let's, let's choose a random day. When's your birthday? My birthday's in August, so, okay, we, so that's, that's a that's very a, long we, time. We, we, we ain't running for that long. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. In October. In October. Actually, is that long you enough? Know what? That is that is ideal. We since you wrote this book based on someone that you lost, mm. um, or, or inspired, heavily inspired by, my father passed on the 31st of October. Wow. And, so in, and this will be the 10 year anniversary. Wow. And so in honor of your grandmother, hmm. the, who the book was inspired by, yeah. my father who inspired a lot of who I am, mm-hmm. we're gonna go ahead and do the drawing on October 31st. Man. So yeah, go ahead. Um, every week I'll be posting about it and I would love to, to give two of you all these books. Oh. So yeah. That's that. Uh, real quick, we're gonna jump back. Yeah, let's do it. You talked about how people don't talk about slavery enough. <laughs> uh, That's a theory of mine. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly, especially mm-hmm. within America. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more country, other countries talk about our our slavery period more than we. Yes, <laughs> uh, I agree. I've traveled. Uh, we've been blessed to travel quite a bit, mm-hmm. and I've had conversations with people of other nationalities mm-hmm. about my experience as a black man in America yep. and the impact that slavery has had on our community here yep more than i've had with white people in america yep um outside of a history <laughs> class when they want me to answer every question about being a black guy in the class yep um and so i don't know if you recently saw this in missouri there was a petition at a high school mm-hmm. to reinstate slavery oh and then i saw today that there was a kid who uh in high school who did a presentation different high school mm-hmm talking about the uh, pros and cons of slavery and the hmm. list of pros was far too long for me right um, the fact that she had pros outside of possibly it made money mm-hmm. she had like a lot of pros hmm. and it was all on the screen um, I don't I still don't think that money thing is a pro but like, you, you really had a list you thought through some stupid thought shit thought through it <laughs> like um, yeah let's make it make sense yeah, and, and um, yikes so it, it is a point of concern because I tweeted out that you know in 2021 we have people in this country who are thinking the same way that their ancestors thought 200 years ago yep um (laughs) what do you think about the path that america is headed down as far as race relations because we're in a Mm post-racial america since we had obama right are we (laughs) (laughs) post-racial and i think we i think we quickly realized that we were not we are a lot further from that than i think people imagine for that eight years um, you know, the kids are a sign of what's to come. Yeah. Right. So if the kids are caught up in arguing about critical race theory and that is actually terrible and kids don't need to learn that, or that white kids shouldn't be able to feel quote unquote guilty about slavery or something their ancestors did, or you have kids who are coming up with PowerPoints about the pros of slavery or you have kids that are still like wiping out students in schools mm-hmm. I mean I think that's a good sign yeah. yeah I think that's a sign and I think where we are with race relations I think we see that every day um and the reason I, I <laughs> it's funny because my wife be like yo please please stop talking about it <laughs> mine too but mine I'm too. like if if we really were honest about how slavery changed the way that human beings will relate to each other for eternity, I think we'd be able to see that it's going to take a whole lot. If we act, (laughs) 
to imagine like I can't even imagine being a slave so I know I couldn't imagine enslaving someone right like what it would take to do that and then quote unquote end it and do we think that people just like cut the logic behind that like do we assume people are like okay slaves are free now we're not going to treat them different like everybody's equal now let's all like hug and do cool shit together no absolutely not so I think the I think we're heading in an interesting place I'm glad that black people are like deciding that we want to do our own stuff and like take care of ourselves as we always have um but until <laughs> others do something different we'll be here for a long time you know I, I often have the conversation with people about capitalism mm-hmm. I have I have you know I did a, I don't know if you heard an episode I did a couple weeks ago with my boy LaFell mm-hmm. he was um, he's pro-capitalism mm-hmm. um, he thinks that it is the way to build to bring people out of, out of poverty and I think that in a perfect system you're right mm-hmm. in an American system I just can't agree with it because I think that while I don't always take the Bible literally, mm-hmm. um, people often misquote and say that the love of money is the root. No, excuse me. They often say that money is the root. Money is root. The, 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 the mm-hmm. word actually says the love of money. Love of. Mm-hmm. Capitalism perpetuates and promotes the love of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so until we can get past mm-hmm. that, um, to, to and the love, a love that is not healthy, right? It's a love that at the risk at the expense of someone else you're willing to step on their backs mm-hmm. to get ahead and i don't think that black capitalism is the answer because then you've got black people stepping on other black people's right. backs to get ahead <laughs> and then guess what you're still being stepped on by a white right. person and you're stepping on another black person right it's it's one of those things where it's almost like the chicken and egg conversation yeah. people have all the time it's like which one do we need to get rid of is it racism is it capitalism is it whatever and it's all this it's all like looped together mm-hmm. so it's like i personally do not believe capitalism in any way makes sense for us yeah, I agree. right um particularly black people because of the history of exploitation of black people's labor and we're still today finding that black women are least paid most educated least paid uh, highest rate of starting businesses lowest uh on the funding list for capital for like venture capitalists and investment right so it's like we see that and that's literally what this is and if you see black men are still on education poverty houselessness cancer like all these things so it it doesn't make it will never make sense to me to root for capitalism because of what it creates and i i do think sure like creating a gap where people who own a business versus the people who work for you have substantial like differences in what you earn and what you make like sure for that person who owns it is great you are you can lift yourself out of poverty but if we're looking at the general numbers black people are doing pretty fair and pretty poorly in this capitalism game so unless you have some aspiration to like own a business and do that then like maybe it does work for you but for the masses of black people that's it's the opposite so that's why i can't be like yeah let's i think there's like a reasonable way to do capitalism capitalism literally is about that gap right so i it's 
it's tough to and and you also i think the struggle i've been having lately is like how do you tell people who are the least paid and who do face the worst economic outcomes that you shouldn't aspire to having a bunch of money mm -hmm. you that that argument doesn't really make sense right yeah. like even if i'm like capitalism's terrible yeah. like ah f down with it you know what i'm saying but then it's like then i supposed to tell my cousins like hey y'all don't need no money like it's fine <laughs> just like share what y'all have if it's like anything you know what i'm saying well, so it's tough they've criminalized poverty in such a way that people are truly afraid like, mm -hmm. you know if i if i say for long enough that i'm not going to pay my debtors they will go and take me to jail yep like they poverty <laughs> you know they're or, or even let's say i'm comfortable being a houseless homeless whatever. Mm -hmm. They've criminalized people sleeping on park yep. benches, public areas. Yep. So can't sleep under bridges no more. They yeah. put the little gates up under the bridge here, even in Durham, downtown, yeah. same thing. So, so how how can you say, oh yeah, you know what? Lift yourself out. Yep. I don't have a roof over my head. There, there are more, and I, this is a statistic I, I read from a couple years ago. So I don't know if it's still true, but three years ago, let's say there were more vacant homes in America than there were homeless families. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, in a major metropolitan area like a New York or somewhere, that might not be the case. But across the nation, mm -hmm. there are ways to house everyone. Mm -hmm. There's enough for everyone. <laughs> I mean, let's look at all the land in Wyoming and Montana mm -hmm. and North and South Dakota. There is enough, like you said, for everyone. Yep. We've made a conscious decision to say, yeah, but I don't want to give you that. Don't. You didn't not doing it. the right for to have a roof over your head. Yep. Not only your head, but my biggest heartstring and it maybe shouldn't be this way but it's children mm -hmm. children do not make this decision yet they're placed into generational poverty yep because the system doesn't say yo you know you know what the child should suffer because of the parent mm -hmm. and it's and it's i think what's wild to me even in that is like where the question comes in about racism first or capitalism yeah. first like which one do we eliminate and it's like even historically like poor non-black people yeah. i'll say white people are fine with being poor yeah. as long as black people ain't as ain't <laughs> as long as they were a little bit better off than black people it's fine like okay i'll be poor which is where the clan came from right you got, you got some rich white people like yo we're gonna get you right, like, these people, people not rich you the Ku Klux Klan. these people not rich these are like rural not even all rural i'll take that back i, I apologize for that because rural people aren't always white a lot of people think in the south the rural communities a bunch of white people it's usually a lot of black people too Poor white people in those instances made up a lot of those groups. Yep. It yep. wasn't these rich elite people. Like they was off doing fun stuff. Yeah. It's they poor people. They go into church up the street. Then they go to a little lynch and then go to the house. Like and have more like, in common with the poor black person yeah. than they do the rich white person. But they're like, hundred hey, percent yeah, skin color. Hundred yep. percent. So it's like you know which one do you go after first? And I think that's what even back home reminds me of like we don't have police we don't have a hospital we ain't got we got a gas station that's it post office that's it volunteer fire department yes but we'll have all that other stuff and the and the way that we may do is like black people live up this street you know all the black people that live for miles if you need something you go into the store somebody goes to the store and they get you the thing they bring it to you do you need to pay them maybe depends on where they standing but generally they'll just pick up the thing for you right so it's like you have to figure out how to make sense of a world that doesn't w want you 
maneuver in any kind of way in it, but also like finding a way to maneuver in it anyway. You know, they're finding ways around that. I don't know if you recently saw uh, Biden's text uh, or IRS plan with the Cash App even. Yeah, like in it, aren't they like monitoring any transactions over whatever? Six hundred dollars, come on, man. You, but you don't want to, you don't want to text Bill Gates and Richard Branson nope. and, and, and Jeff Bezos. These mugs is on the moon. Bruh, <laughs> you, you, I know you heard Whitey on the Moon. Whitey's on the Moon, Gil Scott. We have a poem here. It's called Whitey on the Moon. <laughs> and uh, it was inspired. It was inspired by some Whiteys on the Moon. So I want to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> you know, the man just off my rent last night, because Whitey's on the Moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the Moon. He ate them up. I heard that joint like three or four years ago, right? And I'm familiar with um I worked for a nonprofit called Advanced Carolina. Mm -hmm. So focused on building um, about, about like black policy and building black political mm -hmm. power. Amazing, amazing nonprofit mm -hmm. doing some great work in, in this area, specifically within North Carolina, mm -hmm. of course. Um, but one day for my boss, I had just started and brother uh, from BE period chapter mm -hmm. at a &T. And so I said, yo man, you know what? At our next event, we need to play this song. He's like, play it for me. He's like, he's like, Negro, you trying to get us <laughs> Yeah, we gonna play state. that now. <laughs> he's like, I'm fun. Hold on, hold on now. You trying to get us kicked right. out of the state. Yeah, it's like. But Whitey's on the moon now. Whitey's on the moon. That's what they doing. Yeah. They playing around in space. And, you know. Without, with the tax money that should go to children who need schools, to the tax money that should go to veterans who are doing doing terribly in this country after yep. they've, they've served. Yep. Um, to mental health issues. You yep. Know? Yeah. And you would think that there would be. And like you just said earlier, like you would think there would be some initiative mm -hmm. to like want that to be different. Yeah. But it, I think because it doesn't need to be different, that's why it's not being made different. Right? Like people love it. Yeah. It works for them. The politicians, you know, they get their packs and they people to put money and they lobby and they get the things that they want and they like move on, you know? You get your gifts and your donations and like you debate and you find so it's like I think there's a like an urgent need for for people to recognize that one to your point about political power that's like the priority yeah. at this point and not just like prior, like political power like you know like a march like not quite that I mean like some organization that people can get behind to actually like invest in some sort of some sort of like political and policy changes that's a start like i get and and i think the issue is that a lot of the people aren't finding themselves outside of a democrat or a republican mm -hmm. yeah. there's like the green party sure but it's like people not People not doing that. <laughs> we believe in the binary, like I was saying in the beginning. Yeah, it's like, how do you get people to think about things beyond just what we have? And it seems very difficult because, like, the messaging we get is like, is this or that? When you're born, is this or that? School, this or that? Either you're a good student or a bad student. Either you are smart or you're not smart. Either you're an athlete or you're a nerd. Either you're a, you know. So it's like we're put in this. All our options are like that. Mm -hmm. 
So it's like, how do you get people to imagine something beyond this? And I, it just seems hard sometimes. I think our imaginations are killed by, not by adulthood, but by a different age, by America. Mm-hmm. Stifle. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they they tell you, don't don't be Peter Pan. Don't don't continue to dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the, the most successful people are the dreamers, but then some of them step on other people's dreams. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, I got to keep my dream going. Yeah. So let me... Let me go ahead and make sure you ain't dreaming too yeah. hard. Yeah, and that's what I was saying, uh, like, yesterday on, I think I, like, posted or something. But it's like we, there's this idea here that if you have a dream that, one, you have to do it, right? Like, it's yours. Like, you, it's it belongs to you. Not like, oh, shit, I got this idea. And Daryl would be a great person to do this. Or Daryl would be a great person to help me do this, right? It's like, this is my idea, so I got to, like, guard it. And nobody else can be involved. And I think that's, like, a very uh, not useful way of managing the things that we get and, like, the things we have. Because you feel like, oh, well, if somebody takes my idea, then this will happen. Or I won't be credited. Or I won't be seen. Or, you know? And I don't know that we're... I think a lot of people are, black people particularly, like thinking of ways to work together on things, but there's still this like underlying I, 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 I kind of, kind of culture. I feel like we're being pushed to, to keep. Um, I'm a, a in, in spite of all of his, his flaws, I'm a, a recent Rick Ross fan as far as like not you know I, I liked hustling and everything yeah yeah Rick Ross but but I, I really like his newer stuff like it seems like he's more about black people black power his lyrics are changing a lot and one line that he said um, on I think it was God Forgives I Don't maybe mm-hmm. um, or the black and white one where he had Santorini Grease on it it was that mm-hmm. um, he said uh, I'm happy Donald Trump became the president because we've got to destroy it before we elevate mm-hmm. and I think that he was like, yo, this is supposed to be the breaking point in America. Mm-hmm. This Having this person in the presidency, in the Oval Office, is where America breaks. Mm-hmm. And then January 6th happened. Yep. And then we decided, you know what? We still are comfortable in this space. <laughs> so, you know what? I don't really, I, I want change, but I don't want change. I feel pain. like there was so much potential for something else it's from January that was this year yeah, or last year it, bro, yeah, that was this year? was this year 2021 2021 oh y- yikes that yeah, wasn't 2020 yeah, okay yeah time so it's crazy right now I feel like between last summer yeah up to January after January there was a lot of um, a lot of feelings yeah. and then in goes these current people and it's like let's up the we're all American let's up the we're united let's up the we need to be peaceful and it's like did you see are you seeing this what your people did. <laughs> are you seeing this mm-hmm. like something else has to happen fam I'm gonna show you. something else has to happen never forget they want to talk all that never forget yep and they, well, guess what we're not going to forget the moment that y'all decided, hey, we, we have no respect for the rule of law. No respect for none of that. Yeah, which y'all, which y'all sit on every day and say, well, you know what? He should have stopped 
speaking when the officer said stop speaking mm-hmm. or he should have held his hands on the steering wheel instead of reaching back for, to give his baby a pacifier or whatever crazy reasons that mm-hmm. they find for for black men and women to be uh to be killed or or she shouldn't have entertained her ex-boyfriend yep with, uh you know uh sister brianna taylor come on man like he got out of jail they come looking for him they, they bust in her house and shoot her like she didn't break a law and you want to know the wild thing is out of all of that like the wildest part of that day i think was the recent like they had a <laughs> sorry for laughing i'm not sorry for laughing they uh had a series of like trials around yeah. it mm-hmm. and they had the officers like the capitol police yeah. coming and giving their like testimonies and the brother was like that was the first time i had ever been called the n-word in my life and he's crying yeah. and i'm like wait yeah. <laughs> so you thought that little suit was going like pre- <laughs> you thought that little badge was gonna protect you from like what's actually yeah, here real, like, from the history yeah. no sir from what they stand on and <laughs> come love. on cuz like that's not that's not that's not how we doing Man, it's, uh... it's it's that and now I think that's what makes it hard right it's like the even uh, as the current president transition into office the the inauguration day was even like it felt like hype mm-hmm. to me like more hype I guess because I was so sensitive to like the reality that a lot had happened in that last four years and it was like basically unaddressed and damn that four years felt like eight it felt like a long time he was only in for four years four years every day every day felt like something else and every day you would wake up like what's this mug doing today like what is this gonna be four years that was a long ass it felt like an eternity and it it did it felt different because of who he followed after of course and he has his issues but this was like a different level of bs and then yeah like i'm was kind of saying it felt like the well we're just gonna unite like it's fine and it's like no have you seen what black people have endured for this four years beyond like just this little whatever you saying is fine we can get over it's like no so it makes it it makes it but we're always invited to like participate 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 and it'll be fine and participate and you'll be fine you can be successful like us you can wear these gowns and you can like go to these balls and it's like you know at what cost does that happen yeah. Yo, we gotta we gotta do another episode yep. I feel like this was this was fun swelled out here man so the book hopefully when you read it you feel inspired to like keep thinking about different ways of doing things like fathering or whatever like i I hope that it please do i like i like hard copies because i'm a writer i'm a highlighter yes please um, do and so i am uh, i'm definitely so what i do now i put avery to bed Mm -hmm. and uh desiree usually stays up for a little while get some her time Mm -hmm. um, for a little for you know past few months that's been her space yep. and so I'll sit in the bed and I'll read while he's you know either tossing and turning or actually yep. falling asleep yeah and so I will be starting on this tonight solid I've been reading I'm rereading my LB's book mm-hmm. he just wrote his third wait who Brady Brady Brady's got books Bruh, Brady mm. Brady had two books that he I believe he self-published the first two yeah and then he just got a writing deal 
for a trilogy. Man, that's dope. He put out the first one. He just finished writing the second one, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that's coming out next year. Um, so, yeah, he... he yeah, yeah. Send me, like, a link or something oh, yeah. so I can get his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Brady. Brady's cool, man. Yeah, man. Brady is uh, is really doing his thing. Yeah. I'm supposed to see... So, this weekend was supposed to be UNCG's homecoming. Yep, would have been. Um, mm -hmm. And so, me and a couple of my sands, my LBs, were mm -hmm. supposed to get together for um, lunch at Jake's on Saturday. Okay. And so, we're still going to do lunch. Good, 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 good. Um, so, Brady will be there. Stephen Dozier, yeah, just a few K's, few alphas, you know, yeah. first fam stuff. Yeah, yeah, y'all know y'all's things, <laughs> y'all's things. No, 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 you know, <laughs> y'all's no, things. Man, That's fair. Um, That's good, man. No, I, I appreciate you coming on today. Absolutely, I, I man. The time and the perspective, man. I think that a lot of people are going to, uh, a lot of people's eyes are hopefully going to be opened up, and they'll they'll start doing some some more insightful stuff. And maybe somebody else will, will say, hey, let me look through my old writings and yeah, see what I can put there. I hope like, so, man. That would be dope if you inspire yeah. somebody to, to compile a list of their own. Or That's the goal. Writing. That's the goal. I, yeah, I just hope, you know, it's been a lot this last year. Yeah. It's been this last year and however much time has passed. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Like, it's like a loop. Um, but, yeah, this this it's been a hard time, man. So I just hope that whatever people get from it, it's, like, beneficial for them, valuable. They can feel led to create things do things try things whatever man yeah. appreciate you bro thank you my guy i really appreciate it the narratives over wine and whiskey podcast is a subsidiary of daniel's development and branding llc here for all of your fundraising strategy and creative storytelling needs connect with us online at dollarsandstories.com.